0: Welcome to the Fierce Soul Podcast. I'm Jordan Ray, the Soul Diva, and I'm on a mission for women to love themselves fiercely, live soulfully, transform their trauma and toxic experiences to reclaim their worth and self-expression. I chat with thought leaders and inspirational women in free-flowing conversations with a focus on loving yourself, soulful living, emotional well-being, creative expression and body wisdom intended to empower you to practice self-love, and guide you to your authentic self-expression. Welcome to the Queendom Stories series. Inspirational women sharing their transformational stories. So welcome back to another Queendom Stories, and this week I am joined by Anna. I'm going to introduce you properly in a second, but just to say that Anna and I actually met in a coaching container together when we were being coached by Annika Sumafray, who, if you haven't listened to my episode one, head back over there and you'll hear Annika talking. And Anna's joining me today to share her story of transformation. And also, I know you're going to generously talk a little bit about working with me as well towards the end. Welcome. So wonderful to have you here. Thank you for having me. Anna, starting with all that way back before you started this journey. Who was the Anna then?
1: Well, I've always felt like something in my life or me wasn't in the right place. I never felt like I belonged anywhere or that I was who I was supposed to be. I've been um, struggling and fighting against myself in probably most ways you can, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) I've not done drugs, though. But So when I was in my, I think I was like early 30s, I started to realize that I have this clairs or psychic abilities that had been there all the time, but all of a sudden I understood what it was—the the the dead people I saw or knowing things about persons or what would happen. Like I have, I think I've scared my parents quite a few times when we've been talking about persons, and I was like, "No, no, no, he's dead," and they said, "No, he's not dead." And then like two or three days later, you saw his death rune in the papers or whatever, you know. But then I started to kind of explore this psychic world that I discovered and I started to work with tarot and found great ways to help myself in that way and uh, I also had a neighbor who moved in that worked with Byron Katie's the work that helped me a lot with my anxiety yeah. and my self-doubting but the real change was when you and I met with Annika when I started to really you know dig in the dirt so to speak and find out who I was why I'm here what my purpose is because I've always felt like I was destroying everything instead of you know being the good girl that you were supposed to be. Because I was told um, I was supposed to be a good girl, wear dresses and be neat and, you know, all the girly things. And I never liked that. I have never been a girly girl. I was for a few years when I was a child, but not after like 10 years or so. The, the big thing for me was this summer when I did Queendom codes with you. When you when you put your little advertisement out of that court for a little, no, hey, here here's of Codes, and I was like, oh my fucking god, I need to do that. I was at that time, I was not really financial able to do it, but I my soul was screamed, you have to do this. Just write her and tell her like it is. You have to do this, and I was like, okay, I will do that. So I ended up doing Kingdom Codes, and wow, yeah, wow. <laughs> we'll get it- We are going to come on back onto that, but I think
0: you touched on a few things. So I know that you were talking about not being the good girl or, you know, seen as the good girl. And obviously in our work together and also the previous container with Annika, I'm aware actually the impact on you is much more than that. Are you all right just to take us a little bit deeper into actually what you've your realizations of the impact of growing up with some yeah, of those messages
1: yeah uh, in 2019 I think it was yeah I had had a few rough years with my oldest son and we've been on this constant battle with school and everything so I was literally leaving my work and going to the psychiatric ward to ask them to help me because I could not handle my life, uh, so they admitted me for a few nights to help me calm down, and I had treatment with a psychologist and a trauma therapist. And I realized that my mom is a narcissist, and growing up with a narcissist and being the scapegoat is a living hell, to be honest. So from that. I've had scars that are not easy to deal with, but it's so worth it. But you have to be aware that it's a tough shit work, to be honest. You have to really, really go through the worst part of living and detach yourself from it. And it's very hard. I've literally lost half of my family. I know that when we did that second week of the Queendom Codes and it was starting to
0: touch into the feminine energies. yeah. I just remember getting that message from you saying, I just want to quit. I'm not going yeah. to, but I just want to quit and actually you know did an extra session with you. What you've still said to me afterwards and it stood out for you was we did the meditation and the visualization and the chains,
1: yeah, I remember that, and yeah, um, I remember sitting there dragging them out and I could feel how big the chains were and the and the taste of them they had been like laying in rotten whatever you know, and I, I could just feel it all you know and I was sitting there and I was like gagging and I was crying because it was so icky and I was so scared and for me the message about I just so want to quit was that I didn't want to deal or even have to accept the feminine part of being me I, I was so afraid of it because I thought it meant that I had to accept things that my mom said or did that they were right it was hard, but I'm not a quitter. I'm I can lay down on the ground and scream and kick or you know, hide in a bush or whatever, but I but quitting isn't something I do. I've never done it.
0: But I think that you've just said, you know, you can lie down on the ground and scream and kick yeah. and cry. And and I just think sometimes as women, and especially as you've talked about, you know, this expectation of being the nice girl yeah. and wear those dresses and behave yourself and you behave a particular way or the expectation is to behave a particular way and quite often we grow up with messages about being seen and you Mm. only heard a particular way I know for me it was always about how you present yourself and really silly example but I remember when I very first got my nose pierced going out with my mum every time was like you're not wearing that out with me and there was still this judgment on who I might be because I've now got a nose piercing even though I'm the same person I was yesterday it just made me think about the fact that actually we're allowed to kick and scream and shout. Yeah. Yeah. We're allowed to have all those emotions and especially when we're trying to clear tough, messy stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I never, I've never heard from my mom that, Oh, what you did good or, Oh, I'm so pleased or I'm so happy for you. Like when I came home, I was in, I think I was in like an 11th or 10th grade and I came home and I had I think it was like two or three points from having you know the full test result and she was like oh I'm so glad did you do best in class and I was like fuck you <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so it's was like can't you just be happy that I did this good No. and I, I did an essay in psychology that my my teacher she just she said, I'm stunned. I don't even know what to say. This is perfect. You've done a great job. And so I got a big A. Like she was like, it's not a A big enough to, you know, give you. And I came home and I told my parents and my dad was like, oh, that's really good. And leaving the kitchen after we had dinner, I heard my mom say, Oh, she wouldn't have had this grade if I hadn't read it through and corrected her, you know, errors. And I was like, Can't you ever be happy? Can't you ever be proud? Can't you ever give me some credit? So, for me, until like two or three years ago, having a compliment or having someone saying, You did really good, was like, I was scared. I was like, Hell no, don't say that. I'm not worthy of this. I've had, you know, this and this and this and this. Uh, So, I put myself so much down, you know, because I wasn't worthy. I wasn't worthy of anything. I wasn't worthy to eat. I wasn't worthy to live in this nice house. I wasn't worthy to be who I was. I was just opposed to be whoever she wanted me to be. And it was so hard to realize that and work through that and see that she has got a brain damage because that's what narcissism is. It's an undeveloped area of your brain, as I have understood it. And to free yourself from that and detach all of that from you, it's been a very tough, scary, shitty nightmare. You're undoing your whole identity. Yeah, it's like a bud. In early spring, some like trees, they have this hard kind of shell or whatever you want to call it, petals. Yeah, And it was like someone forced me to break them off, yeah. literally break them off. And I was there like this bud, not fully developed, not fully ready, just raw and naked and had to find somewhere or some way out of it. And it was, first it was with Annika working with her. And then it was like the kingdom codes, obviously, that helped me see that. You know this bud, yeah. It might have been ripped off the protective shields, even put the protective shields on. But you are who you are, and whatever you are is you, and accept that and feel confident and comfortable being you. Like that—that that is so scary. I can—I cannot put it in other words. It's scary. It's hell. And using your example of you know that bird and having the outside ripped off, at
0: that point it would be so easy to find something else, Mm -hmm. as you know, we've all done to protect yourself again, to find something else to cover yourself back up. Actually being there and naked and exposed, literally. Yeah. Yeah. But also for the first time starting to look at yourself in a way that you've never looked at yourself before. And Of course, that's going to be scary because there's all these bits that you have never looked at.
1: No, It's like I've never felt like this body is something that I should be like, you know, in the Bible. I think it is that says that we should take care of our bodies because it's the temple that God lives in. Yeah, Uh, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And but that word stuck to me and it came clear and clear and clear to me this past say 18 months that yeah this is my vessel. This is the vessel that I for some reason chose to be in. I chose to be born and given up for adoption. I somehow I've chosen this life. So whatever it is I need to go through, I will go through it because at the end here, someone else will have help by me and also I will be free. I will be so much freer and I know I will feel so much better once we're through. So that's why I I wrote and said I'm so feeling like giving up. Yeah. But I'm promising you I'm not. Done with hardcore really hardcore work with yourself for the past like 10 years and then feeling like I can't take this shit dig anymore. I'm so done with it. When it's when is it going to be over?
0: Oh yes, the uh <laughs> the wonderful healing journey where you yeah. work and work and you think you've got yeah. there and then yeah actually because you've got to a new point then there's new layers and new shadows to yeah. look at yeah. and yeah. the process starts again
1: yeah it's like when you're giving birth i remember when i was in this course before you give birth uh, the midwife said you 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 will feel at a point that oh i'm so done i want to go home but know that when you feel that it's not long time before the baby is out and i i never thought of that for years like my son is 16 years but it came to me this summer when I was working with you like when you feel like you just want to go home and leave it it's soon over so just put your mind on that it's soon over soon over and I think it's also when
0: the breakthrough comes
1: yeah that bit when it
0: feels that most painful where Mm. it feels the messiest quite often you know that referred To is the dark night of the soul it's actually that moment before that big breakthrough before you finally see yourself in a new way
1: yeah but the thing I want to add here is the self-sabotage you do to yourself yeah because you don't feel you're worthy I mean I've been sitting in this house alone for weeks when we haven't had the power shut off because I didn't pay the bills because for some reason I just you know forgot all about it when I was sick Mm -hmm. and The loneliness I felt and the the utter feeling of being alone, it was so fearful, but it was at that point I realized that, okay, this is the shittiest shit I've ever been in. It's the shittiest place I can even imagine, but I am responsible to take myself out of it. How do I do it? How do I get myself out of here? Because you're not sitting in a place because someone else put you there, because it's you, you put yourself there, and you can take yourself out of any shitty situation, any, I promise you, any shitty situation, just be open to, the solution might be, way out of your comfort zone or way out of what you thought would be and I think you've just said
0: it that's the hardest part for all of us that bit where we have to recognize our own responsibility yes there might be situations that were out of our control certainly when we were children you know we couldn't we couldn't control the messages we were getting from society from parents Mm. any of our experiences But there is a point where we have to take responsibility for ourselves and make that choice, which is either I can keep living this story and I can keep being the victim of my beliefs and the victim of the bullies or the victim of my relationships, or I can take control, no longer be the victim and make the changes so that I can love myself, feel worthy because everybody's worthy just by being here and make this a life I want to live and I choose and I think that's that's the big word isn't it is choice
1: yeah and also be aware of that like me I have children and I have a a family that my choices impact them I mean I've chosen to break the bad family habits or lines or whatever you want to call it because Mm -hmm. I do not want to keep those I don't want to keep passing on these behaviors or whatever it is to my children. I've worked very hard to be not like my mom, to fight her, to protect them, to protect me and say, stop, this is not my life. Stop, this is not your choice or whatever it is. And the power you feel when you start doing that, it's awesome. It's so worth all of the fear and crying and panic you have before, but it's so worth it
0: if we could collect the keywords from our conversation so far, there's definitely responsibility and choice. And as you said, power, that bit where you actually step into your power because you've taken responsibility Uh, and you've made that choice. uh, And then this is all where you are and you can be powerful from that place.
1: Yeah, and dare to be that naked and dare to ask for help or, you know, explain your situations because I was so afraid of doing it. But when I did it, I had friends and some relatives that just came out and said, but you know what? You can't have it like this. I can lend you this money. Don't pay it back now. Do it later. Do it when you start working again. Or you know what? I can come home to you and help you clean your house a bit. We, we clean it your way so you don't feel exhausted. Because that is a hard part, I think, for many to dare to say that, hey, I'm here. I'm in this situation. Help me. Because we're so ashamed of what we have you know, in our lives or what our lives have turned out to be. But I I would almost certainly say that someone is out there and willing to help you. Well, it's being open and vulnerable. And it's really interesting, actually, because
0: this weekend, I've been working with Colette Baron Reed and doing Oracle Palooza. And we were talking about receiving and what the blocks Mm -hmm. on receiving are. And just for myself, what came up was I had a point in my life, my early 20s, after everything had gone wrong with my ex, and I'd had to To move areas. And I actually had a lot of people around me supporting me, looking out for me, whether it was getting me out, one of them loaned me a car. Like I had all this amazing support. And then over the years, I realized I'd put my barriers back up and I'd look around occasionally. I'd go, where's all my support? And my big aha this weekend. See, I'm still on my own journey. My big aha was my association with getting support was being so far down. Like I was literally just coming out of the hole and being so vulnerable and there's been a pride and it's like, well, I'm not that person anymore, so I don't need to be in that space. But oh. it doesn't mean that I don't still want to choose to have help occasionally and have the support Well, not even yeah. occasionally. I want to choose the help and support. So now yeah. I have a new piece of work, which is now balancing that vulnerability. I've got much better at asking for help, but realizing mm. that I probably need to be more open myself. Yeah. Yeah. We all do. But it's yeah. um you you're talking about all the layers. See, my layer has come up this weekend. So
1: But, but yeah. you know, you're never done. You're uh, never done. It's not like you go through a transformation and then you stay that way for the rest of whatever your life is. You you evolve all the time, but the the deepest shitty grit will somehow you know be behind you but there are always layers there are always pieces you need to fed, and you and you grow as you learn new stuff and evolve and that's probably the most beautiful part about being human that you never know who you are because you change and one of the things i have to say i loved with you on the queendom code
0: was just getting those regular messages from you and those regular comments saying i've just done this and actually as we were talking about being vulnerable and accepting help your time of accepting help when somebody had offered or I think the one that has stood out for me and will admit made me cry was messaging and saying my partner's got me back as I was
1: yeah I literally scared the shit out of him I think (laughs) no to be honest I think I have because he lived with someone for like three or four years that didn't want to be intimate. I, I didn't even sleep in the same room as him because I couldn't stand anyone touching me or being near me. And all of a sudden I was like him, him coming in through the door after work, like, come on, we're going to bed now. You know, he was like, oh my God, can I eat? No. <laughs> <laughs> what's happened to my partner? I'm not complaining, but what's happened? No, no, no. He,
0: he was just like, this came sudden. <laughs> we think we worked together five weeks and a couple of extra sessions yeah. with the blocks and yeah. that's the shift and that's yeah. not the only shift I know you commented about yeah. your son noticing as well yeah that you were you can add all these other changes because I can never I will not be able to remember them all but the way we talked about it and yeah. anyone that works with me knows that this is about as crazy as I get I remember the very first call that we had you were yeah. talking about the words poor puss is going to leave me
1: yeah and- I was to my cat <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. We know this. <laughs> but by the end, actually, the identity, the, that kind of archetype persona yeah, that yeah. we were talking about was you turning into a uh, cat from Red Dwarf, that very yeah. flamboyant, yeah. out there, yeah. I'm in me, I'm yeah. here. And just that shift has been awesome yeah. to see and hear.
1: Yeah, the, the, I think I re- messaged you one time when you had like hurt your ankle. And you were like in bed and you were laughing so hard that you almost fell out of bed yes thanks for that but yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is me I'm like I'm a bit crazy and I like to joke about everything with myself I don't laugh or joke about others but with others I think this actually is really important to share because like you said
0: this work is deep It's messy. It's painful. I think every podcast episode I talk about transformation, those words get caught in there somewhere. But it doesn't have to just be that way. The fact that we can laugh through it, we can laugh together through it, doesn't have to be in this space of pain and mess 100% of the time. And actually the the outcome is that your partner gets (laughs) the person back that they met all of that has come from having some fun in there as well.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, we have been laughing so hard. Like, you know, my my makeup has been ruined in seconds, sometimes in Queendom codes, because we have been laughing, because you need to laugh at times to get it through. Like, yeah. life is so awkward and hard at times that you need to laugh at it, because if you don't, you, you take it too seriously, and you will only end up being depressed. Like, I had my my co-worker talked with my um, boss the other day and she laughs at me every time we, we talk because I am kind of humorous, you know, but I remember coming back to work after being home for almost one year. We had a new boss. They, they changed bosses when I was home and I met her for like the second time and she said like, so how are you prepared now when you're coming back to work? And I said, like, you know, everybody speaks about you need to have a mental riffraff, you know, to, to you know, spice up your life, but I don't need it because I am one myself. So I have one of these walkers instead, you know, steady that keeps me on the ground. And I have my little basket where I can put things. And she was so cracking up. And I I don't know where that came from, but that has certainly been a help for me to to have that mental walker that I have. For me, it's been find whatever keeps you calm and grounded like for me I have a routine every morning uh, when I call in my ancestors my my grandmothers my sisters and everyone you know the female line from way back and ask them to help me live this life i me to see and to realize and to help me through the day and the days that I don't do that not so easy always but the days that I do that I feel like I have more open eyes literally and like psychic also and Queen of Codes has made me realize that I am me I'm not anyone else's version I am me and if it pleases someone I'm glad if it doesn't well it's your loss and that is the powerful place for us all
0: to get to as you know that's was my story as well about you know that wanting to belong and that wanting to fit in and all Mm -hmm. that stuff I was carrying around and and actually for us to do what we want to do and for us to achieve those dreams and desires that we truly want
1: we've got to get back to being us yeah I mean there is someone out there that might need to hear this that you do belong here you are here for a very specific reason and stop fighting yourself stop fighting against you yourself find someone who you feel safe with and work with them because you will find yourself I always saw myself as a you know, one of those big machines that just like tear things up and smashes things, you know, like, but instead I realized that, no, I'm not. I'm just the one that points out the things that everyone, deep down inside themselves, they know this, but I'm like pointing out it so they can't avoid it. They can't go through or pass it by. They need to accept it. And it's like the story about the Kaiser, you know, he thinks he's got all these fancy clothes, but really he's walking through town naked and everyone like oh look at that cape oh look at his pants and it's a little boy standing there saying no he's nude and yeah. everyone's like no 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 he's not nude that feeling has been my my feeling for all my life and now i'm like okay you could see this you didn't want to see it your problem not mine and i really loved as well
0: what you said about finding somebody because that's the important bit is finding yeah. that person that fits you to be able to do the work you've got to be able to feel that you trust them to be able to be as vulnerable and exposed as as you're gonna get and to be able to move through it it has got to be somebody you feel safe with
1: and and whatever comes up in a session you can't take it like when we worked if you said something to me that was like painful to take in I can't I can't take it as you saying it to me and being mean to me it's like life is giving you this option to see that here is something you need to deal with. I offer you this. And yes, you have the choice. You can either put put the boundaries back up, put the walls
0: back up and go, no, and defend or get curious. I know that that first week we talk about coming in with a place of the seven pillars. So that self-compassion, self-forgiveness, getting curious, and it's coming from that place and just going, I I wonder...
1: I remember the first prompt we got was to write down what we thought this could be or what we expected it to be. And I went back and read it a few days ago. And I'm mind blown because what I've written and what actually happened has, yeah, it has been fulfilled, but like eons more than I could ever think. You know, I, I went into Queendom codes hoping that I could accept that there is a feminine part of me and... Yeah, it's there, but I didn't have to deal with it. It wasn't like, yeah, yeah, it's there. And instead, it was a curiosity that just like dragged me along the (laughs) the course to, hey, femininity, what can that be? Oh, yeah, I can wear a pink skirt that is glittery if I like to. Yeah, I can. Yeah, let's do it. Or uh, I remember the session with with the change. I was so scared. And I remember asking you and the others in the course, can you please just hold my hand? Because I'm so scared. And you were like... just breathe just calm down I was like no I'm scared as fuck you have to hold my hand mm-hmm. remember that because yeah. that that was how utterly scared I was because it was so so scary but I, we came through it it was like the, the the ground has changed it was like yeah it's a new ground I've shedded whatever and I'm ready to go on and for me that was def- that was your turning point
0: Those those chains for me, watching the before and after, that was your turning point. But it's also about it's also how much you put in, and seeing you and like you said, seeing the rest of the group as well, seeing you put in so much, and even you're saying about your expectations from the beginning to the end, owning this as well. I had expectations of what this program could do and the shifts it could make for somebody but I have to say being very honest getting that message about your partner and the person you have gone back to being was over and above any expectations I had for the course as well actually there were lots of messages and comments along the whole way through which I think every single week I was watching all the hard work that was being undertaken in the group and just going I couldn't have planned this and I think as well, you were talking about feminine and wearing pink skirts, but of course, this wasn't just about the outer look or or how you dress or mm. or even just about the body. It really is encompassing that feminine energy, being able to be vulnerable and open and yeah. curious, and all those softer
1: qualities. That by leaning into those in life, how could yeah. it be different? The, the the thing about the Queendom Codes, I think, is like I, I can only speak for myself here, Absolutely. but. I think- all of a sudden you morphed into something stronger. Like when you when I accepted the feminine part of myself and that I can be feminine in my way and whatever I do is me. I felt so much stronger. I wasn't naked. I wasn't tiny and raw. I felt like a really, really huge ancestor goddesses or whatever you say. You know, like I, I felt that I had the entire female. Line behind me, that kind of morphed into me and like just t- took over my body in a good way because I'm no I'm no longer scared about being me or feel uncomfortable being me. I am me, and if it fits someone good, if it doesn't, well, I like it. And fuck off if you don't have anything nice to say, you know.
0: Anna, that line almost seems like the best way of ending <laughs>
1: this.
0: Yeah, I am me, and fuck off if you don't have anything good to say. Is there anything that you haven't said either about transformation in general or obviously about the Queendom Codes, because we've been talking on that as well, that you would like to share?
1: I think that no matter if you feel drawn to the Queendom Codes or someone else, just go ahead and trust that this is for you and trust the process and don't go into it with, you know, "Ah, I'm going to do it and see what it is. Be open and let it take whatever it needs to take to get you to next level because doing something half-hearted or something yeah it would be progress but if you do it hardcore style you will be so much better off and yeah it's scary yeah it's hard work but you are worth that you are worth that hard work you are worth all those gains no matter what you feel you are worthy well, I am going to, on this one, I'm
0: going to leave that last line to you. And I think we are going to finish with the words, you are worthy. And just thank yeah. you so much for your participation and your work and being you. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me
0: for yet another Fear Soul Conversation. To find out more about me and my work, please see the links in the show notes. And don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I look forward to you joining me next time.